Welcome today. As my dad David shares from his heart, this short biblically-based devotional. David is a speaker, author, former pastor, songwriter, and founding director of Youth with the Mission Montana. He is also the author of the song In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, and I know his message will be encouraging to you. Isn't it funny how the little things in life can set up some of the most memorable moments? It was a late night in November of 1978 on the big island of Hawaii when these somewhat emotional family moments unfolded. Let me set the stage. Kathy and I and our four children had come to the big island of Hawaii on a mission, God's mission. By the way, Michelle at the time was 10 years old. Kimberly was eight, Jeffrey was six, and Michael, Mikey, well, he was four. We didn't know how long we would be gone from Montana, or if we'd ever go back. In fact, we had only bought one-way plane tickets. But both Kathy and I knew we had been led by God to be there for at least six months. And that was so she and I could attend Kona's fall DTS, the Discipleship Training School, which was six months long. When the DTS was over, well, we didn't have that direction yet. The DTS was headquartered in what was called King's Mansion, which was about a 15-minute drive south of the main YWAM campus, which was, and of course still is, in the town of Kona. And the place where our family was housed was located in a beautiful tropical jungle setting up a winding dirt road about 15 minutes away from and south of King's Mansion. It was a good-sized house, big enough to hold maybe a dozen or so students and a few staff members. Kathy and I and her kids were given, I think it was the largest bedroom with its own bath, which was off to one side of the house by itself. If I'm not mistaken, this small room had two double beds and two folding cots. We felt comfortable, and we were very together. You know, those were sweet times. Times that would change each of our lives forever. We all came to depend upon our Heavenly Father to even a greater degree than before. Since the first day of our marriage, Kathy and I had never experienced an abundance financially. There had been many times when we were down to our last dollar and such was the case for much of our time in Hawaii. We literally had spent nearly our last dollar just to get there. That's why the less expensive one-way tickets. To give you an example of how things were, I clearly remember one Saturday on a day off when Kathy and I decided to take, we needed to take, our kids into Kona for a fun day. They needed a fun day. We had been told by a staff member that he was going to town in the YWAM van and he would be happy to take us there and drop us off. The kids were so excited. Among other things, we would be taking them to McDonald's. Even now, I can still hear each of the kids doing the food hum thing. Mmm. As they gobble down those amazing hot french fries. And I can still see them licking their ice cream cones as we sat on the popular Kona seawall that overlooks the small Kona harbor. 
They loved perusing through the quaint stores, walking around the giant banyan trees, and running through the foamy ocean surf. And all the time they felt rich. And never did it occur to them that their daddy only had a few dollars left in his pocket. And then, late in the afternoon, it was finally time, and we were all ready to go home. Kath and I knew our driver had long since gone back to King's Mansion, so I told the kids, it's time to go home now, and we're going to do another fun thing. We're going to catch a ride. We're going to hitchhike back home. So we walked up the highway, not far from downtown, and then standing at the highway's edge, we all put our right thumbs up and out. Well, everyone but Kathy did. And under my breath, I'm praying, Dear Father. And in less than one minute, God sent along a car, our ride. And in the car was a very sweet and smiling angel-like lady driver who picked up a rich and penniless family of six and took them all the way up the road to King's Mansion, just in time for dinner. And Kathy and I were well aware that our Heavenly Father was taking care of His children. And now, circling back to that particular November night where we started our story, which was just a few weeks after our Saturday Family Fun Day in Kona. These moments took place in our private jungle home bedroom just minutes before we turned out the lights so all six of us could go to sleep. Kathy looked at me with slightly teary eyes and said something like this. Honey, she said, I just bathed the children with our last bar of soap and I realized we have no more. We have no more shampoo. I can't wash their dirty clothes because we're completely out of laundry detergent. And I just realized that after tomorrow morning, we'll be completely out of toothpaste. I have to confess that my heart sank a little, or more than a little, personally feeling somewhat responsible for our situation, for not providing those things for my dear wife and children. All I could think to do was for us to pray, and Kathy agreed. So we called the children together. They all climbed onto our bed to pray. It was there that Kathy and I explained to them that there were certain things we needed as a family, four things in particular. I told them what the four things were and that we needed to talk to God about the matter. As always, they were very responsive and very willing to pray. They were such sweet, such good children, and they are still so good and sweet to this day. So I asked each one of them to pray for one of the four items we needed, and they did. Each of them, in their childlike way, prayed for one of the four items. The first sibling told their Heavenly Father about our needing bar soap. The next one told him about our needing shampoo. Then one prayed about the laundry detergent. And the last one? Maybe it was Mikey. He prayed for toothpaste. Finally, Kathy and I prayed over our children, and we tucked them into their beds, and we all peacefully went to sleep. I'll tell you what happened the next morning, but first, one of the more well-known names for God, as written in the Bible, is Jehovah Jireh, meaning God our provider. Jehovah Jireh is first seen in Genesis 22:14 when God provides Abraham 
with a ram in the thicket in place of the sacrifice of his son Isaac. And of course, that event was a foretelling of the greatest provision ever given by God to man, the gift of his son Jesus. No other provision can be compared to that one. But dear friend, it is so much in God's character, being the best father ever, to want to provide other things for his children. Remember the words from Jesus, Matthew 7, verse 11? If you then, who are evil, who have a sinful nature, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Our Father has an extremely loving and giving nature, and he provides for his children. Kathy and I have been recipients of his provisions countless times. Sometimes they came in the form of an obvious miracle, and over the years, I've heard countless stories from friends all over the world who too have been recipients of our Father's miraculous provisions. And there has almost always been a common thread running through the stories. Most all the stories have come from people who were, number one, faithful to their Heavenly Father's mission for them. Whether their mission was as a truck driver on the road, as a teacher in a school, as a mom at home, or as a missionary overseas. They were all faithful to him. As Psalms 18.25 says, To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. And number two, my friends were recipients of God's provisions because they were people who prayed, people who were seekers of God. I love these words from King David. Psalm 34, verse 10. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Did you hear that? His seeking children lack no good thing. And that brings me back to our story. Well, it was the next morning after our children's sweet prayers that the six of us got up early as usual and got ready for the long day ahead. In pretty short order, we left our room and headed for the first of two vans where our fellow housemates were gathering. Within a minute, we were heading down the winding tropical forest road, and 15 minutes later, we were the first to get out of the van and walk straight for King's Mansion's large front-covered veranda, where numbers of large round tables were positioned, with breakfast plates and silverware placed on top of them. Placed in the center of each family table, was a single colorful card with each family name handwritten on both sides. As always, we headed for the same corner table, the one with a card that read, The Graham Family. But on this morning, when we reached the table, something was different. Just next to the Graham Family card on top of the table was a brown grocery bag. Inside the bag? Well... I think it might have been Michelle, the first kid to reach in the bag and pull out a package of bar soap. The next sibling pulled out shampoo. The third one pulled out laundry detergent. And the last one pulled out toothpaste. There was nothing else in the grocery bag except those four things. And you know what? 
It may be my imagination, but to this day, I think each one of her children pulled out the very item they had prayed for. Now keep in mind, back then, cell phones didn't exist. Grocery stores and gas stations closed early, and no one knew of our family needs. No one, except our Heavenly Father. Dear friend, you are one of our Father's children. Stay faithful, and He will be faithful. Keep seeking after Him, and He will provide for you. Why? Because He loves you. Dear Father, thank you for that grocery bag on that day a long time ago and for showing four little children and their parents just what a faithful provider you are. And I pray today that you show my dear friend, one of your children, what a faithful provider you are. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.